0: Dr. Kazuma Charles. Now, it's amazing what the Lord is doing. I've had an opportunity last weekend. We attended a conference that he hosted and the impact that God is having upon the world through the gospel of Jesus Christ, through what this brother and his wife are doing with their team in California and the rest of the places where they're located. Recently, he moved from Saskatchewan just about a year ago. Just a few days ago was a year. And they are settling in Guelph. And God has given him the mandate to establish his studio here in in Guelph, but he has started in Kitchener, where they're broadcasting. And his heart is to touch the world with the gospel. So glad to have him with us this morning. And i'm going to ask that you stand with me open your hearts and receive from god's servant please make welcome dr kasuma charles thank you thank you thank
1: you but let's look at uh, the moment of the day a uh, good friday good friday is good because we know how the story ends it ends with a forgiveness of sin and promise of eternal salvation we begin to understand that without the crucifixion there is no resurrection and without the sacrifice of Christ there is no salvation on good friday something deeper transformative powerful took place and that's what I want to bring to your attention we call it good friday Not sad Friday, not dark Friday, but it is good because of what took place. As I was starting to share with you this morning, I began to understand that Good Friday, in order for us to understand Good Friday, instead of just understanding the tradition that comes with it, We got to look at uh, the mission of Jesus Christ that he had come for. We can't understand Good Friday if we can't understand the very mission that Jesus came to accomplish. We can't understand Easter before we understand the mission. There is no Good Friday Without the purpose and the mission that Jesus came to accomplish. And there is no functionability in us as believers in Christ if we miss the very purpose and the mission that Jesus came to accomplish. And that's what I want to bring to attention today. One of the missions that Jesus came to accomplish was uh, the work. He was sent was to seek and to serve. I think we all know that. You can look in Luke chapter 19 verse 10. And the other purpose or mission he came to accomplish was uh, to provide atonement for our sins. And to reconcile man to God. So we understand all that. But look at this. Just before Jesus died on the cross. He declared words that I want you to pay attention. Because these words summed up the mission and the purpose, and summed up the command he was going to give now after his resurrection to his disciples. So, there is something deeper that happened on the cross, but he's going to declare certain words that are very important for us to pay attention to. And I want you to know also that he did not just add, you know, declare these words out of nowhere. He was declaring to a people who understood the meaning of those words. He did not just speak the words out of nowhere. These communities, they understood the significance and the power of those words he's going to declare right on the cross. Let me take you to John chapter 19 verse 30. When Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is what? Finished. Then bowing his head, he gave up his uh, spirit. Let's read it together there. There we go. When Jesus had received the Samhain, he said what? I didn't hear you. Then bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. Not the Holy Spirit. It wasn't the Holy Spirit he gave up. His spirit. In obedience to the purpose, he gave up his spirit. In obedience to the purpose and the mandate he came to fulfill on earth. But the words I want you to pay attention to is, it is finished. The word it is finished comes from a Greek word, tetelestai. 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 Why is this word very important? And why is Jesus saying it is finished? The word tetelestai which simply means or refers to something finished or being finished, accomplished, completed or coming to an end. Meaning is very purpose, is very mandate, is coming to completion. What it came for is coming to completion. So he is speaking to a people who understands these words in Greek. As he is been crucified. So as he's is declaring this word. Tetelestai. Or it is finished. They understand this word. Now I want you to know this. This word in the New Testament times. It was used on every official document. To describe that a full price was paid for something. When you go to the store. You have an official receipt. When you're walking out of that door, nobody's going to question the merchandise that you got. Because you got a proof with your receipt that you purchased it with a full price. You did not steal it. You used your money to pay for it. So when Jesus is speaking to these uh, New Testament people, he begins to say, Tetelestai, it is finished, meaning he's putting now an endorsement or on the receipt on the kingdom of God for what he had come to accomplish, meaning it is done, there is nothing anyone can do to overturn it, and there is nothing anybody can do to save mankind other than what he has done right now. When you begin to understand these words, you begin to understand these first of all. There is nothing you and I can do to make Jesus love us more than he already does. He's already paid the price on the Calvary. He's already shed the blood for you. There is nothing you and I can do to make him love us more than he already does. This begins now to lift up the burden of trying to do a performance to make him love you more than he already does. And when you understand that, then you go into responding of what he has done. Responding to the mission. Responding to the purpose. Responding to the reason why he would seek to pay a price for a sinner like myself. But let me tell you something. There is somebody who went on that cross to overturn every reprobate to overturn every struggle to overturn every life when we look up to the cross and at the cross we begin to remember the words tetelestai it is a finished meaning all my struggles all my past all my sin this the hold of sin and death has been what defeated on the cross but again, there is a response for that. Yes, sir. This is not just a religious response where we say he's died for me. Then what are you doing for him? If he's died for you, there is a response. Yes. Yes, sir. If somebody brought you some bouquet of flowers, you do respond. Yes. You respond, you love them even more than you already did. Isn't that true? So for Jesus here, going on the cross, declaring it is finished, it wasn't a religious moment for us as believers. That's why I want you to remember this Friday. There is a call. There is a mandate. There is a purpose. There is a reason. There is a reason you are here this morning. There is a reason He healed you. There is a reason He saved you. There is a purpose for your life. There is a reason for each and every one of us. And that reason is for you to discover the purpose He died on the cross for you. But the problem is that we don't understand what He did. We are still focused on our weaknesses still focused on our struggles, still focus on our, 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 our past. You can't rise to something that he has declared if you keep looking backwards. Because the more you look backwards, the more you're going to attain to the same stuff you used to do. The more you purpose and you commit to look forward, that's the more you live a significant life. A life full of a purpose. A life full of a desire. A life full of... When you come into this place, let me tell you something. You're not just coming to another service. For a person like myself who comes from a background of craziness I understand I don't take this as a religion for me this is life I was given life on the cross I was given a mandate on the cross I was served for a bigger purpose than myself. When you begin to understand that you don't need the the worship team to begin to, you know, to, to sing a song that you like so that you can worship God. You can just remember what he has done on the cross. Remember what he did on that cross. He died for you. He paid the price for you. All the guilt has been taken away from you. Why wouldn't you worship somebody who has paid a price for you? By Jesus declaring those words, it reveals to us that he understood the significance of his death and the fulfillment and completion of his mission on the cross. Jesus' death on the cross on our behalf was his purpose for coming into this world. Now I want you to, uh, to understand this point. He did not just come to die so that we can go to heaven. Let me tell you something. Heaven is a bonus for people who have done the will of the Father here on earth. The Bible declares you shall rule and reign with him here on earth. God wants you to rule and reign in the power of salvation here on earth. When it's all said and done, you go to heaven, you're gonna put up your feet on the table, and he's gonna come to you well done, thou faithful what? Servant. That's what it is all about. Don't focus too much on heaven, focus too much on how you can bring heaven to earth. that's what God desires in our lives what have you done for heaven here on earth as you remember the death of Jesus Christ what have you done here on earth you know ready to go to heaven you're ready to begin to function in the power of the cross here on earth because he gave you the power he gave you the mandate When Jesus declares it is finished. Or tetelestai. It means it is finished. This means if you look up to him. He will accomplish all that God created you for. But let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. God he does not care where you come from what you've done where you've been as long as you respond to the power of the cross he is able to take your life and turn it into something dynamite for the glory of his name he is ready to use you he is ready to lift off all those pressure you have and as you begin to respond to the power of the cross The problem is we are too focused in what? Our failures. We're too focused on other people's as well. What they are doing and what they are not doing. We're too focused on looking outwardly. Let me tell you something. You can change a village. But you can't change a villager in his mind. (laughs) I tell people all the time. You can change a building. You can move from one church to another because you want God, you want to find your purpose. You can never find your purpose in other churches because the purpose is found when you discover Jesus and you respond to it. You are in the right house. I know of, his minister to me. You are in the right house and I want you to tell you this. You can rise in this building. Yes. You can be effective and powerful. Yes. Let's continue here quickly. I shared with you that in the Jewish sorry in the in the New Testament of that time when on official documents they had to put that word tetalestai I believe as we remember the death of Jesus Christ on the cross. And I, I, don't, I didn't want to come here and uh, share with you religiously how we've done it. Oh, his death. Oh, is this. Oh, is that. Let me tell you something. The purpose for the cross was for his people to respond and continue the fire burning for many years. But you got to understand the mission. He has completed what? He has completed serving people from the power of what? Sin and death. Sin and death was holding people captive. But Jesus did what? He paid the price. So it is finished. Proclaims that all the work the father had sent him to accomplish was now completed. Particularly his work of bearing the penalty for our sins. This means that there is no more penalty left to be paid for sins. For all Jesus' sufferings was finished. Christ has overcome. He has owned the victory. And that through him, we too are more than what? A conqueror. On this Good Friday, you begin to look to the cross. Remember, I'm not touching on the subject of his resurrection. That is another subject for another day. We're focusing on Friday. What took place on the cross? There is no resurrection if we don't understand what? Good Friday, what happened on that cross? And he is on the cross with the two criminals as well. One of the criminals begins to accuse him, save yourself and savers. But he is still on the cross. He hasn't forgotten his mandate and his purpose of being there. What does he do? He forgives the other criminal to say, You shall be with me in paradise. He's on the cross with nails in his body. He is still forgiving sins. Think about it. Now, here is the thing. You see, some of us, we quit and we give up just because we're going through some stuff. We give up on what God is trying to birth in our lives just because we're facing some challenges. We give up on each other just because we've seen things that are not good and we're going to give up. He never gave up on you or me. He did not give up on me. But let me tell you something. When we respond to the power of salvation, people are able to see the difference in your life because Jesus paid it on the cross. So don't worry about people calling you names. Let them worry about that. Worry about how you're going to respond to what the cross has done. How you're going to shine with the glory of God. How you're going to shine with the love of God. The passion of God. The forgiveness of God. When you respond, the Bible says, we shall be known by what? By the power of love. If you're still trying to prove to people that you are a Christian, then I don't know if you are born again. If you need to convince everybody you are a Christian, then I'm wondering, you're not born again. People must see the love. Must see the power of forgiveness in your life. Must see something different coming from the sweetness of you. Because he went through a bitter moment on the cross for you to become sweeter in your spirit. Sweeter in your words. Sweeter in your mind. That's why he went through bitterness. He went through the pain so that you can have the joy. Why are you still being bitter when Jesus turned bitterness into sweeter on the cross of Calvary? There's no need for you to go through a trait. He turned a into what? Love for the enemy. They mocked him. He did not mock back. They called him names. He did not call them names. He stuck to his mission. Demonstrating the character and the nature of the God who called him. He is full of love. He is full of goodness, forgiveness and power. What can we learn from these words? It is finished. Number one, we are to live lives of purpose. From the moment Jesus came on the scene, he kept his mind on the purpose that God had called him. When he showed up, he said, what? The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to do what? come on speak with me he has anointed me to do what and to do what and to do what now think about this that was in his mind ingrained in his mind you know when Jesus is so ingrained in your mind you never think of anything else you never think of quitting you never think of anything else because he is ingrained in your mind So number one is we are to live lives of a purpose. Now, let me tell you something. Everyone has a purpose. But I'm going to ask you, is your purpose to advance the kingdom of God? Is your purpose for this Jesus to shine in and through your life? Is your purpose to declare the goodness of the living God through your life? What is your purpose? We are to live lives of a purpose. Unless Jesus had a purpose and a mission to complete, the words, it is finished, would have never, would have. Had little meaning, these words, it is finished, could have never had a stronger or powerful meaning if Jesus did not add a mission. I want you to get the point here. And secondly, he could have never even said it. Why declare it? What have you finished? What have you achieved? Some of you, when you finish your task, you are so happy. Aren't you? So happy. You achieved something. Why? Because your goal you set, you achieved it, and you feel good about it. But this is more than good. This is something that would change the world forever. Jesus focused on the purpose of the kingdom of God. And when he completed that purpose, he declared, Dan, in French they say what? Stephanie. When you hear a French person say Sephini, it means Sephini, Sephini. It is done, and there is nothing you can do about it. God loves you, and there is nothing you can do about it. Get it in your spirit. Get it in your spirit. Get it in your mind. Oh, I'm struggling. God love you and there is nothing you can do about it. But there is something you can respond to it. Let me give you the fourth one here. We are to live lives over focus. One of the most difficult thing in the world today is people to focus on things that matters. There is a lot of distraction. Facebook this, Facebook that. You see this one doing this, this one going there, this one, this one, this one, this one. And your purpose and your mandate is now lost in what everyone else is trying to do, and you're trying to become everything, everything else other than what God has called you to do. That's why people are frustrated. But when you are not focused on what God originally created you to do tomorrow you are this tomorrow you aspire to be let me use these words if it's okay tomorrow you are the prophet uh you feel like uh, you have to be an evangelist you change tomorrow you are an evangelist and then you change tomorrow i'm uh, just an hospitality person and then tomorrow you change you're confused Because we know when people discover who they are, they begin to function in the house. You don't even have to ask them to do something. God is not concerned about our positions or our titles. God is concerned about the functionability of our titles. If you function in the house of the Lord, God will even give you more. Why? Because you are not just a title seeker; you are a person who function in the power of the title. Jesus, they are calling him the bishop. Read the scripture. They are calling him, "Are you the Messiah?" What did he say? He didn't need to tell them. No need to tell them. Are you the Messiah? To some, he responded, You said it. I did not say it. But why would they even consider him to be the Messiah who would come? It's because Jesus believed in the power of functioning in the mandate and the focus of the kingdom of God here on earth. So here's the thing living lives of purpose requires us to focus on things that matter. Instead of living scattered, short lives, We are to be marksmen that aim carefully at the target and make our shots count. Make your shots count. When you begin to put your seed into the ground of where you want to go, let me tell you something. You are going to reap the fruits of that seed. Jesus was focused as he went to the cross. Focus on doing what? Defeating the power of sin and death. So that you and I could have life and everlasting life. You know, focus requires discipline. It means saying no to some choices. So that we can say yes to opportunities that are even better. What people need is Jesus. When you have Jesus and you have 20 billions, you will know how to use it and you will never go bankrupt. Why? Because when you have Jesus, you have wisdom. When you have wisdom, you have life. When you have life, you have direction. Anything that takes you away from the house of the Lord, put a stop to it anything that takes you away from coming to this house either for prayer either for 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 doing something here don't think you are just a person in the pews you are very significant you are very important to the kingdom of god you standing there is sending the signal to the kingdom of heaven and to the kingdom of darkness that our god is powerful that's why i'm in this house Dude, when you focus on God, God will focus on you and you will focus on your needs. When you focus on things that matters, God is going to focus on your things that matters in your life. When you serve, God is going to serve you. The Bible says when you honor, God is going to honor you too somewhere else let me tell you something there is something that defeats the devil when you focus on something other than what the devil is asking you to focus on when you focus on doing good other than where the devil wants you to focus on the devil gets mad and he gets powerless